Nice. 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 Hey, what's up? This is Mike. And this is Alix, and you're listening to That's Nice, a podcast about all things nice. What up, what up? We made it. We did an episode, and now we're in a second episode. <laughs> I can't believe the world has offered us this pleasure. I don't want to say the first episode was a classic, but... <laughs> it had its moments. <laughs> um, some housekeeping. Wanted to shout out Young, young Costanza. Sorry, note, I kept spelling it Constanza, which I don't know. <laughs> this dude is not a con artist, but I really wanted to call it Constanza. Anyway, if you caught that typo, thanks for not calling me out on it. Um, but so Young Costanza, we had talked about the shirts that he put out with his friends um, earlier this year, and they're back oh. for the fall with a long sleeve, baby. Yes. Um, so you can order those. It's nice to be popping, but it's popping to be nice. Shirts at badfam.bigcartel.com. And uh, they're in pre-order now, but they're going fast. People are going crazy for them. Definitely going to get one of those. Yes. You need long sleeves. I might just wear it every time we do the podcast. <sighs> love it. I have a short sleeve one. It's like our jersey. Yeah. It's like our team jersey. Team nice. Love it. What's up, Mike? Did you see any nice news? What do you have to share this week? Uh, yeah, so I actually <laughs> I witnessed a, a super nice thing. Like, so nice. And I was telling Aleeks before we, before we started the podcast that I've been sitting on this for like two weeks because I wanted to like really see her reaction to this. Um, I'm really nervous. <laughs> it, seriously, yo, it was so, it was the craziest thing. So I was, I was in my car and I got to the intersection of Hollywood and Highland, which you know is kind of like, you know, the Times Square-ish of LA. Like oh, word. I see where that is. Intersection there. And I was stopped at a red light and I saw there was this homeless guy kind of sitting against the, uh, the traffic post um, that had like the traffic light on it. And he was sitting there and this woman who was probably a tourist, just cause that area is really filled with a lot of people visiting LA. She gave him some money. And then this literally like almost knocked me like on my butt. She, I've never seen this or like I've never witnessed it, but she just, she leaned over to him and she just softly patted him on the shoulder. And I literally saw her say, it's gonna be all right. And I seriously, it was like, so. I mean, I got chill. I seriously got choked up when I, when I witnessed it. And I don't know, it was just like, it was like one of the most sincere things I've seen in a, in a while. It was was just, she smiling? She was smiling. Yeah, it was like, it was just like this really nice, I mean, you know, it's like, she did give him some money, which was nice right off the bat. Right. It was just like that little word of encouragement I just thought was like super, super nice. And yeah. she patted him on the shoulder. I don't know. It, part of me was like, you know, is there any part of this that's just like too much or something? Like where, you know, where he's thinking just like, like you know, I appreciate it, but like this is a tough situation. Yeah. But there's something about but it's going to be all right. That's not condescending. Yes, that's not exactly. like go get help or get some yes. food. It's yes. just like good luck. Yeah. Kind of just like as hard as it seems just kind of hang in there um so i just that was still for the last few weeks the nicest thing i've seen in life or the news or otherwise that's really sweet how did the homeless person react you could see he was he was touched by it nice. you know i was observing it from my car obviously but i was just a few feet away from them yeah i think i think it affected him for sure and it was just you know two seconds out of her day that might have given him a little more just strength to nice. keep, keep going in his situation yeah Tender so, moments, yeah, IRL. Yes. Well, for my nice news items, um, not as touching, but <laughs> we just got out of New York Fashion Week, which was maybe a little bit ago, a week and a half ago, and uh, worth noting that 
people in the press were covering that there's definitely more uh, uh, inclusivity. In particular, Chromat is a brand that does it really well. Tracy Reese included more more sizes. Obviously, there's a lot of work to be done. Christian Seriano is always more inclusive, but it was nice to see that people were not only trying to have more diverse models, diverse sizes, diverse ages, mm-hmm. and people in the press are really looking out for that and, and amplifying that message once um, they notice it on the runway. So that's nice. And it made me think about a couple weeks ago when my friend Sam was in town. So Sam is um, a writer for Good Housekeeping, and they talk about body image a lot and uh, gender identity and all that stuff. And so they started talking about people asking them why they put their weight in their bio. They said they put their weight in their bio because they think people don't realize what a particular number looks like. Mm -hmm. And so they said, I'm 5'6", I weigh this much. Uh, and then they asked people to share their weight and their photos. And it turned into this like mega, mega thread of like awesome selfies, people of all sizes, um, people of all shapes. And it was really, it, I, I told them, I was like, you're changing lives out here. It was really cool. And it got a lot of coverage in the press. And I thought it was like very courageous mm-hmm. and and helped a lot of people that week. So I, I was like, I want to do it too. So I put it in and I take it out sometimes, especially since I've kind of gained some like yo-yoed since I moved to LA. Shout out to Sam and the weight in the bio movement uh, for those of you who are strong enough to keep it in there and not a uh, self-conscious new new like me, but I'm trying to put it out there too, once in a while. Uh, and then I'll my put, other... Mine <laughs> hey, hey, why not? I feel like there are men in, uh, and people of all kind of genders and identities in that thread, but not a lot of men kind of talk about their uh, self-image struggs. So that's it's, nice. It is a thing. It's sure. a thing, yeah. yeah. Um, working at BuzzFeed, I feel like we we had a lot of people come out with about that stuff, and I felt like it was really courageous. No matter who you are, I think totally. weight or the number is something we really get caught up on. Uh, and uh, in a less serious news item, <laughs> this is something that, of course, got memed to death. Um, but there is a giant old turtle that basically fucked its way out of extinction, and I feel like that's really nice. inspiring. Basically, got enough lady turtles prego that now that particular species is not at risk for extinction anymore so props to that big daddy zaddy (laughs) zaddy wait tell me about zaddy again i'm 90 percent sure that zaddy means just kind of like like a guy who's a catch like good looking like making money like the whole thing that's a zaddy that's mike He's just described himself. (laughs) Ariel is corning. Um, Changing. Kill. So your include weight and like... And And 100% a zaddy. Pound for pound. (laughs) Um, All right. So, oh no, I promised that I wouldn't clap. I clapped. You need to clap Um, (laughs) That sounds terrible. That sounds Um, sounds not very nice. So we're super excited for our guest. This week is one of Mike's old buds. So I would love for you to do the honors in introing our friend Katie, our uh, nice person of the week. Nice. Nice. Um, All right. So... Uh, is there a nice You're doing thing? great. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. How, how nice is she? <laughs> nice. Nice. All right, everybody. We want to welcome our guest today. 
Uh, she works in the world of television, and as soon as I knew that we had this idea for a nice podcast, there was no way we couldn't have her on the show. So let's welcome Katie Gray. Yay! Hi, guys! Hi, Katie Gray! And, Hello! Uh, yes. And, okay. I was just going to say, uh, so, um, so yeah, like I mentioned, Katie works in television. She worked at The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and now she is working on the new HBO project with Jon Stewart. You know, so she works for, like, a known nice entity. Yeah, so she has, like, for sure. She works around, like, nice, nice people. I think, I mean, I don't know anybody else who's worked for Jon Stewart, uh, and we don't have to harp on it because it doesn't have to define Katie, but um, it's worth acknowledging that he, like, does a lot of good things in the world and when he ended the daily show he donated 2.2 million dollars to an organization uh, that raises money for autism new york collaborates for autism so autism research and i don't know it must be cool to work for someone who gives back i've had some evil bosses in my day and it's always a good feeling when you can really get behind and work hard for someone that you feel is a good person with good intentions. So Katie's batting a thousand. She is nice, surrounds herself with nice people, and works for a nice person. That's so. good. <laughs> this is true. I, I do feel really lucky to get to work for probably one of the nicest people I've ever met and one of the best bosses. And I think that, that you'll hear that across all of the people who have gotten to work for him over the years. And him and his family are wildly generous people and are... Currently, they're also saving animals. You see on the news all the time, they're rescuing cows and horses. And mm -hmm. so it doesn't just, they're not just nice to people, but they're nice to <laughs> all of our all of the creatures on the world. <laughs> That's wonderful. How did you get into TV? You're, um, I won't call you out and be ageist, but you're pretty young for working for major TV shows. How did you start in production? Yeah, so I started just by... In college, I, I studied media, and at first I thought that maybe I wanted to go into the business side. Um, I really didn't have any production experience. I, I wasn't studying film, so I wasn't on film sets like my fellow students were, but I had the opportunity to get an internship at The Daily Show. That was my first welcome into the television world, and I loved it. I found myself thriving in the fast-paced environment, and I really liked the feeling of creating something every single day and putting it together for a live audience at that show. And and I realized that it was something I was good at too, which I got excited by. So then I continued to do internships and take some production classes in college. And it was able to lead to a really awesome job right out of college at The Late Show. I kind of graduated at the best time when a lot of shows were turning over. So The Daily Show was coming to an end. The nightly show was just starting up. Letterman had just left, and so the late show was Stephen Colbert's, and so I was there was a lot of job openings and shifting around, so I was able to sneak in. Very cool. Um, so this is a podcast about being nice, and I, I mean, we. It's. I hope that people realize that it's a little bit, you know, um, what's the word? Making fun of like self-aware. Self-aware. And that nice is is very subjective. And uh, we were wondering what does being nice mean to you? How do you try to be a person that's uh, positive and um, nice to other people? I think that being nice means to positively impact whatever you're interacting with. So for me, 
it's important too. And, and sometimes it's not, it doesn't always just flow naturally. Like being cordial, I think is easy, but sometimes you, it's important to focus on like when you're having a conversation with somebody, making sure that, you know, it's not just in your own self-interest and that the other person is leaving feeling positively impacted, whether that's, whether you're being emotionally supportive or being funny or it's a happy conversation. I think that it's uh, important to leave every interaction on a, on a positive note. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Um, what's something other than your, your exciting job that you've been working on for a little bit, what's something that's nice in your life right now? You mentioned, um, when we talked earlier about some creative projects that you've been partaking in or some hobbies. Can you tell us a little bit more about those? Sure. Yeah. Um, so aside from working in TV, I've also always loved writing. And so at all times I have a bunch of ideas in the air that I'm working on and I have a lot of projects that are really just like a lot of brainstorms. I would say probably brainstorming is my is my number one hobby. Nice. <laughs> um Cloudy with a chance of ideas. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Exactly. My memoir. Make sure we don't edit that out. Mike was so sincere and so excited to say that. <laughs> Um, yeah, edit it out. That's, I mean, I do call them, I call them bee storms. I make a stupid nice. butthole joke nice. every time I, do, I call for a brainstorm. So, Claudia, with a, a chance of ideas is even better. Go on. I'm sorry. I had to make fun of Mike because I'm <laughs> no, that's, a jerk. Please, go ahead. Um, so, right now, I, I'm working on a, a collection um, of really short stories, just flat, flash fiction pieces, which are usually about 500 words or less. And they are um, tiny, like hyperbolic interpretations of like small anxieties you have each day. So they wind up being kind of comedic. I think we're all guilty of having moments where we like realize we're worrying too much about something. And sometimes that thing seems absolutely outrageous. So for example, one of my fears is now I'm back in New Jersey um, and I'm driving again. (laughs) And so... I, and I'm also driving in New Jersey where people are very aggressive in their driving. That's a stereotype. That's true. Mm -hmm. So when cars go flying by me on the road, I'll think like, oh my God, there's something like very terrifying chasing these cars miles back that I'm not seeing and that they all know about it and I do not. And so I'm writing um, tiny stories that are just kind of little vignettes like that. And eventually they'll add up into something bigger and it's a collaborative piece too. So I'm working with some different people where we're all submitting and we're going to put it together. And eventually I'm not sure what I'm going to do with it yet, but that's my little fun thing now. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. That sounds really cool. <clears throat> we could probably submit a few mini oh anxieties that we have around irrational our, uh, fears around galore. <laughs> Anytime Please. a truck goes by, I'm like, this is a big one. Yeah. Um, that sounds really cool. Let's shift gears a little bit away from nice things. We like to grill our guests on, on kind of the dark side of the nice person. So um, we'd like to ask you, what's a nice, what's a thing that most people love that you really can't get behind? And Mike's, by the way, was avocados. All right. Just for inspiration. <laughs> I stand by it. You can go dark. Yeah, you can go, you can get really dark on it. Controversial. 
Yeah, the avocado is really controversial. Controversial, and I have I was thinking about this the other day, and I've got and I've got two. Is that too not nice to list two things that I can't get behind that a lot of people do? Oh, we're here for it. Yeah, go for it. It's one right. for each of us. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one is uh, fancy desserts, like all of the, and this is just in general, this is for the most part, a lot of fancy desserts, like these crazy milkshakes that have the cookies and the icing and cotton candy and sprinkles on top, okay. or like the rolled ice cream, or even the cronut. Like, I think that there's a lot of hype around very complex desserts that I don't think we need. I don't think it needs to be hyped up so much. Like the other day I was back in New York City, there was a line of people waiting outside of a restaurant to get, have you seen that ice cream that they they roll into little like spirals? We live in LA, so it'll get here in like two years. If it's oh, sick burn. I've seen them because I am very aware of gimmicky desserts. Yeah, it's called like 10 below zero or whatever. Or yeah. 10 below zero. Something below zero. And that's just a that's just the qualm I have with I think in in New York, there's I always just wanted like simple, basic, like I just wanted like regular ice cream with some sprinkles. I didn't want like wasabi flavored ice cream <laughs> or special things like that. So that's okay. something I can't really get behind. I respect that. What's the second right. one? The second one is and this one is definitely controversial and I know in my opinion, is probably wrong, but I really can't get through Game of Thrones. Same. Oh, good. Yeah, it's hella boring. Yeah, it's boring. And like on the, oh on the topic of, well, I, I, I do admit that it is like, I think it's thrilling and it's smart, like in the language, but it is really not nice. And <laughs> there was an episode where I remember when I stopped watching, it was Joffrey. Um, this is when he's still alive. Cause I, I Googled when does he die, you but know, it's spoilers. too long for me to wait. <laughs> it was too long for me to wait. And it was an episode where he has Sansa in his courtroom and he's like ordering her to take off her clothes in the middle of a room full of people. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. Joffrey's too mean. And I just <laughs> couldn't watch it anymore. Yeah, Joffrey's the worst. That's what I mean. He's a, poop, he's a poopy king. <laughs> um, I my beef with Game of Thrones is that it requires too much attention, and I cannot fully dedicate my brain to one thing for that long. Yeah. yeah, I try to watch it. I just am too. I I like a second screen. Sometimes I like a three screen watching. I have to really like. I have the same issue with Narcos because you have to watch for the <laughs> for the uh, for the subtitles. Basically, oh. I'm a very passive TV watcher, so anything that you really have to follow it's tough for me i in my last relationship try to watch all the x-files with my ex-boyfriend and i think about three seasons and he was like what just happened tell me what happened i'd be like oh no a spooky thing you could probably everybody yeah exactly yeah. Like, it's a, crazy man. Alien. a man smoking uh no that town is haunted anyway <laughs> a slug yeah um that's tough for some people and i feel like i also have a Issues with gore and meanness. Yeah. I'm I'm on team No Game of Thrones. You're not alone, Katie. I'm here for you. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Yeah, because it's like it's like the avocado thing. Like these are things that like are super <laughs> so not in the majority for not liking them. I love that you. I love that you don't like Game of Thrones. You know, I, I really like. Like it took me three times to get through 
the first two episodes to then like and then I got like on a tear of the whole of the whole show but um but yeah Mike's face when you said that was like which <laughs> is like broke his heart have you ever uh, have you ever been like the king joffrey of life have you ever done something like really nasty and mean what's the meanest thing you've ever done oh uh, i when i was little and this might be why i'm a nice person now or, or really try to be because when i was younger i was like a brat when i was i would say toddler age and i have a little brother he's three years younger than me and I must have repressed this memory because I don't remember this, but it's brought up frequently. When I was little, I, I, I don't know. I just, I, we would argue a lot. And so I would just like, th- I would throw things at my little brother. So that was the extent <laughs> of my, of my Joffrey. I guess I would release my anger in throwing things. Like toys or how, how heavy yeah, of toys, an object are we talking here? <laughs> Toys are like a ball. I mean, I wasn't very strong, so it probably <laughs> didn't didn't hit him too hard. But I guess the aggression was there. Did you guys? Did you ever acknowledge it and you're uh, like apologize for it? Like, I'm sorry, it was a bully. Yeah, yeah. My brother and I are like we're buddies now. We're we're very close, and so yeah. I mean, it's brought up like as to make fun of me now at like each Thanksgiving, just like, let's all remember when Katie was a little asshole. So <laughs> I've acknowledged um, it and now we move on. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you, if you got it out of your system at a young age and you turned out to be a dope adult. Totally. So it was worth it. He, his suffering was not for naught. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. I want to ask you one last thing. Um, I'm always fascinated with this, being a nice person, being in the workplace, and the balance of being nice with ambition. How do you feel like you balance that? And do you feel like being nice is ever a liability for you? Hmm, that's a really good question. I don't think it's a liability as much as I'm realizing that that I don't necessarily need to, in the workplace, you don't have, you don't have to coddle people all of the time and reassure them and make them really feel like you're a very nice person. I think that that will come across as long as your intentions are good, that it's okay to be more assertive. But on the flip side of that, I think it's also really important in the workplace, especially um, in like high tension environments, like the production world is, is quickly paced and a lot of people need to get different things done. And sometimes the things that I need to get done can conflict with what other people need to get done. And I think it's important just to be aware at all times of your demeanor and how you're behaving in the workplace because it's so easy to get wrapped up in the nonsense of the day for sure yeah perspective is or keeping perspective is important yeah and it's it's interesting that you bring that up because i think that there's also this mentality that i think is perhaps false that sometimes the best way to get things done is by being negatively aggressive for sure yeah when i observe someone that can get things done and still be on like the scale of nice, I, I in my mind I give them like what like it's like style points. It's kind of just like not only did you do it, but you did it like without yeah, like you, you did it in a way that might be sometimes like harder in a sense. Yeah, it's it's, it's easy to bulldoze, you know. Yeah. So um, people so, get yeah. caught up in like the theatrics of authority and yeah. like having to maybe not yell but be 
frazzled or demanding and i think people are are happy people always work harder so it's important yeah. to keep balanced it's it's a hard balance with like retaining authority and not that whole like being too nice thing um mm. but you just have, i think if you like respect people and treat them the way you want to be treated uh, by a boss usually it works pretty well Fart jokes and uh, no, that's just my that's my. I'm just talking about myself again. Uh, Very cool. Yeah, Katie, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you, can Katie. you uh, tell people where they can find you so they can eventually find your your story collections, everything you got going on? If you want to shout out your Twitter or any any website, yeah, anything? yep, sure. Um, I'm not in- extremely active on Twitter, but I do, you know, use it somewhat frequently to like get on a soapbox for a minute, but. My Twitter is Katie Gray. It's C-A-I-T-Y-G-R-A-Y. Just my name. And um, yeah, hopefully soon I'll be I'll be able to have some longer form stuff to share with you guys. Awesome. awesome. Very excited for the book you told us about or the collection you told us about. I feel like it's going to be V-relatable. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Katie. Thanks for having me. Nice. 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 That was so nice. Katie's, Katie's the best. Oh, yeah. Thanks for nice. bringing her on. Of course. Um, so last week we announced that we had a hotline for people to call in and talk about the nicest thing someone has ever done for them. So people could shout out cool things other human beings have done for them. So this week, our first ever caller is Sheila from Los Angeles. Here we go. Sheila. So here's a story that comes to mind when I think about nice things that people have done for me. And this is something that a stranger did, and I actually don't even know his name to this day, but I was flying back from London, and I was in Heathrow, and I was checking in, and um, obviously my bag weighed like a million pounds because I shop when I go to London, and I got, I think I bought like five pairs of shoes that trip, Um, and I bought all these UK fashion magazines that weighed probably around like two pounds each, um, and like coats um, from the vintage market. So you can imagine that bag was like probably a hundred pounds. Um, and then, so they were like, oh, you can't, we can't even check this in as like, like to charge you money because um, it's just way too heavy and like no one can lift it. So I was like, right, okay. And I'm trying to like reassess my situation and redistribute everything and like, what can I throw away? And this guy uh, who was standing in, in the line behind me saw me and he was just kind of like, he saw I was very distressed and he was like, well, he was like, hey, like I'm flying first class and I'm allowed to check two bags. So why don't you just take some stuff out and put it in your carry-on, check that, and then I'll check your other bag for you. And I was like, okay, cool. So nice of you. Thank you so much. And so he did. And then we both made it about like a few feet from the desk and we were just about to go through security and we both got stopped by um, airport uh, officers who dragged us to airport jail um, where we were accused of terrorist activity, um, strip searched, interrogated, lectured, um, and we were held there for ages and we both nearly missed the flight. Thankfully, we didn't in the end. Um, but it was crazy and this guy was so nice. I honestly know that was probably one of the nicest things anyone has ever done for me. Totally random act of kindness, trying to help a girl with too many shoes. Um, and then, yeah, I took a few Clonopins 
got on that plane and passed out. Um, it was pretty stressful. But, um, yeah, I hope, that's, I hope that's good. Bye. That story is insane. Yeah, and she, <laughs> she glosses over the fact that they got held by TSA and, like, accused of terrorism. I wonder if she's on she, – there's no way she's on a no-fly list. But I guess – because they have that step at the – when you go to the airport, they're like, have you have you taken anything from someone and put it in your luggage? Oh, my God. Sheila. Sheila. <laughs> Thank goodness this guy was so nice and still nice after the fact. I feel like I would have been like, uh, you're welcome. Never talk to me again. Yeah. Um, oh, God. Everyone made it home safely and didn't miss their flight. That's a crazy story. That is a crazy story. Watch out for those magazines. This is probably a pretty old story because the media is dead. (laughs) (laughs) It was 1996. I was happy She was eight years old. Like, (laughs) sorry. Whoa. Um, Do we want to tell people the number? Did you already give out the number for people to call? No, but if if you have your own story of something nice that a stranger or a friend or a, or a family member or a dog on the street has done for you. Dogs are people too. Uh, you can call her voice mailbox. It is 650-642-3763. Also known as 650-NICEPOD. NICEPOD. That's how, that's where we are right now. And so to close things out, as usual, we're going to do a shout out to a nice thing of the week, I guess of two weeks since we're twice a month. Mike, you go first. What's a nice thing in um, life? Shout out to, this is a nice thing, shout out to people who, like like baristas, like when I'm, they're like, what's your name for the order? And I say Mike, and like, they get it. Like, it's like. <laughs> your name what, is Mike. <laughs> what else could it be? They're like, Nick? I'm like, Mike. Like, literally. Like, people screwed up? All the time. Straight up? Straight up. So shout out to people with like that have heard the name Mike before and can like kind of figure that out. Even if I said it softly. You have it good though. I can't believe they screwed up. Uh, So much. Such a simple name. Mark? Nick? You can't go Mike. Like what else could I have possibly just said, even if you barely heard me? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. You're precious. What if you said Bruno? (laughs) Probably be because that's harder to Bruno. I don't know. Possibly. It could be pruno, which is a French word for prunes. I don't think anybody would think your name is prune. You'd have to be way kookier if you went by the French word for prune. Um, that's yeah, that's nice. I have a I have a coffee name which is Alex, but and people always are like, <laughs> they're with me and they know, because I'm not gonna be like Alex. But I really um, appreciate. Like I really feel like I, I feel like I'm just like wow, that was so nice. I just had to say it once and they got it. Yeah, and so. That's, yeah, shout out to them. To that's a little things. Yeah. Especially if you're pre-coffee, it's a little that's things. Yeah. For yeah, sure. yeah. I, By the way, I also gave you. you my debit card, which says Michael on it. So, like, you could also probably that's true. figure that put two and two together. Okay. Dang. Mike is serious about his coffee. This is the thing I know about you, though. That is true. Do not fuck with Mike pre-coffee. He's drinking a cold brew at 7.43 p.m. Like, this dude is a savage. <laughs> uh, speaking of a savage, no, um... I wanted to shout out this uh, viral video that I saw yesterday that someone basically retweeted this video, this clip of a video of this uh, pro skater, Jamal Smith, who, or the skater who's 
sponsored by Palace. Mm-hmm. I think he's from Philly. He's so hilarious. So he made this fake diss video for another skater uh, earlier this summer, and part of it was just him like dissing him to death. But the disses are so funny. I'm gonna play it for you guys. Oh my god, it's got so many. It's Someone like took it out of context and tweeted it with when you see your crush and her boyfriend together and it became this huge meme. It has like 70,000 likes. I've seen a couple write-ups about it. But the best part of it is the way that he doesn't even like to smile. Whack. Whack. Is such a deeply uplifting diss. Like, yeah, not smiling. I mean, it has different connotations. There's a whole, like, trope where men telling women to smile. But, like, this dude, like, in the context of insulting your crush's boyfriend, like, <laughs> he doesn't even like to smile. I just love it. It made me laugh so hard. And I've watched that video about 20 times. It's, like, my favorite song now. It's so funny. Uh, so shout out to Jamal Smith. He also, on, I saw him on Twitter talking about... Uh, how he was has like cotton mouth he's like oh i'm so crusty i didn't have a bev and then someone was like bro you're holding a water bottle in the thing and he was like never mind it was very high um and the whole thing like just made my day so that's my my nice thing of the week shout out to not being whack and being fucking tight yeah I hope I hope someday someone makes me feel passionate enough to to call myself fucking tight nice nice Nice. Um, all right. Well, that's it. We did it. A second episode of That's Nice. You can find me on Twitter at Alix McAlpine, A-L-I-X-M-C-A-L-P-I-N-E. And you can find me at Risky Business and B. M is for Mike, not Nick, not Mark. <laughs> oh, Risky so- Business and B, Mike Bruno. And please... Also follow us. We just uh, set up our Twitter for the podcast. It's at That's Nice Pod. Um, it's not looking nice right now. The only people following are me and Alix. So. <laughs> uh, and we'll also drop some links to the shirt, to Katie, all the silly things we talked about. We will be posting on at That's Nice Pod. So please follow us. Bye. Thanks. <laughs>